Hi, this is Jack Williams, and you're listening to Legends of Table Talk. We've all done a scene. Here's the current state of the drama tokens. And uh, I'm going to have to shuffle this little deck again. Okay, so it is uh, Act 2, I guess. We could call it Act 2 <laughs> of Session 3, Act 1, 2.5. Ah! Three. <laughs> say three. Okay, fuck it. I'm drawing a card. Yeah. <laughs> Manny, you can, oh, take, shit. you can take the next scene or you can make me do it. yeah you know what i think i'm gonna make you do it only because i well all right uh no you know i'm gonna take it and it's i it's gonna be something very quick and and i want i want something to 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 baseline manny for uh so uh him and javier uh, so him and Javier are gonna are gonna split. So when they leave when they leave uh, Miguel's and start heading back into town, uh, Manny will tell Javier that he'll meet him back at his place or or at his Tio's place at Martine's. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just he has he has something he has to take care of real quick first, and so he'll uh, he'll stop by, uh, stop by, go back to his house, and. Uh, when he left his house originally, he actually went to the neighbors and asked them if they could sit with his abuelita uh, so she wouldn't be alone. And so he comes back. It's like a it's like a 17 year old girl. Like that's the neighbor. And she's kind of he's for the last few years, almost like a babysitter type thing, like gives her a few bucks. And, you know, if he ever needs her, if he ever needs to step out, okay. he just doesn't her like her is, being alone. Her name is Ines. All right. Uh, so he'll say, he's like, all right. uh, yep. Sorry. Sorry for the late hour and the, 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 the last minute. Uh, I just had, I had a friend stop by real quick and we had to take care of some stuff, but, but, uh, hold you but right thanks. There. Yep. Um, yep. what's your intent in this scene? Um, I just, I just, uh, to, or is this like an establishing scene? Yeah. Or kinda, yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, it, it, right, no. Do you have any burnt skills? Because you might yes. want to take a refresher scene. Oh, that's a great. Yeah, I nobody have has even done yeah. that. I have I have spent my magia. Ah, okay. So you're going to want to like so. get some meditation in or whatever you mm-hmm. do. What does that look like when you do that? Well, how do you recharge? Yeah. So, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, that's actually that actually plays a lot into what I want to do with this anyway. So, yeah, he um, so he kind of you know gives her ten bucks. She goes, he checks on his abuelita and then uh, they have kind of like a, like a coat room, like a small, uh, like a large pantry off the, off the side of the house, off the kitchen area. And that's, that's where he goes. So it's like a storage area that they have all of the, he keeps all of the, uh, the blank candles and a bunch of the materials for the hex bags and everything like that. 
and he kind of just uh, closes the door most of the way. He keeps it cracked slightly so he can hear outside just in case. And uh, there's no light inside. He just kind of lights like one of the incense pyramids in a little in a little uh, dish, uh, almost like a dessert, like a little dessert dish. Uh, and he lights that and he just kind of tries to focus. But unlike I think unlike before where he tries to purposely block everything out. This time he's actually trying to let everything in. And uh, specifically, he's trying to hear the sounds, the noise that Miguel was talking about. Is there that he was showed him? Is there some do you is this like a, a just sort of a natural thing that you are doing? Or is there a ritual? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I I think because it's something that he almost learned to do naturally over this over the last handful of years, because it was never really taught to him. Uh, so it's uh, it's something that he had watched his abuelita do a couple of a few times, especially kind of towards the end uh, when he actually had to help her before she just lost all sense. Uh, so yeah, it's something that he was never officially taught. He's just kind of something that he's learned to do himself over the last decade or so. What does it look like? Uh, so yeah, there's, uh, there's the, he, he, he kind of gives the, the charm, uh, the Santa Muerta charm around his neck, a little rub closes his eyes. And, uh, there's almost like the, when you run your finger around the rim of a wine glass, there's a hum. Nice. Um, like, and, uh, and you hear, he, he, you have no idea if anybody else around him can hear it. Uh, but he hears that and, uh, and he's trying to now kind of let all the rest of the noise in. And so he can, I'm, I'm assuming he probably actually starts to hear the hum from other places as well. Okay, and you need to do this for hours. I'm looking at the rules now. I think it's four hours. Okay. Yeah, and so it's basically just kind of a uh, like a meditation of sorts, and he he listens to the voices of the spirits that go by, and uh, and just tries to let in as much as possible around him. And this is something that you usually block this shit out, right? This is right. Like a- a turning a corner for you right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah normally he uh this is his like quiet the reason he picks this area is because it's small it's compact and uh and he can just kind of focus on he can focus on the smells and there's there's no light there's no sound there's nothing like that he can just kind of focus on the scent and block everything else out but now he's and actually, I meant you know what? I imagine he he lights the incense, and as it starts to burn, and the scent hits his nose, his his familiar routine kicks in, and he actually snuffs the snuffs the scent out, so that he doesn't focus on that now. I want you to make a roll one die and add magia. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a five plus three eight. Oh, nice. Okay, so um. I imagine you probably have to like take a few deep breaths and, and work yourself up before you sit down and do this because mm-hmm. you have to steel yourself 
for something you ordinarily your your instinct is to get the hell away, right? Um, you sit, you let it bombard you. This this is different. I mean, even though from time to time you have been overwhelmed by the feelings and the sights of the the spirits that walk around you every day, the the whole town feels different now. It has a, a, a tinge of fear and anxiety to it. There is spiritual suffering going on that that you don't remember feeling before. I mean, you, you always, it was like you projecting on it before, but now it's projecting mm-hmm. on you. Um, there is a lot of spiritual suffering going on in this town, and, and you think it's much worse than you've ever felt before. Mm-hmm. And in the center of it all is one screaming female voice it the scream never ends it's like the carrier wave in the center of all of these swirling sounds and as you meditate and focus you decide to turn your attention toward that sound and sort of moving through imaginary space toward it and closer to it until you see in a flash of a woman's face a Mm -hmm. beautiful woman of mexican descent and she is quite clearly dead, and she's uh, she's covered in sores. It looks like cancers all over her mm. body. Um, she once was beautiful, and now she's in the center of a psychic maelstrom, screaming, and her eyes are looking straight at yours. Mm-hmm. And you snap out of it, and you don't know who this woman is. You've mm-hmm. never seen her before. But you know that somehow she's the center of all of this. Beads of sweat. Say, yeah. Uh, if uh, if you're done, I'm done. Yeah. Okay, take one point of Poder. Ooh, okay. And refresh your Magia. Awesome. All right. Screaming woman at the center of the maelstrom. And the next scene goes to Filippo. Where are you? What time is it? It's eight well, o'clock in the morning. And we're <laughs> <in>. <laughs> all right, all right. So Cisco comes. He's got his driver. He's got you. Are you pulling anybody else into this scene? Uh, yes, I've got my assistant, which is uh, his his stage assistant, uh, Dallasay. It's uh, his Filipino nephew who he's teaching to take up the trade. Uh, it is good that you are on time. I like a man who's on time. It means you can trust him in other matters. <laughs> this wow. Morgan, she opens the shop at 9 a.m., and I'm quite certain that she is preparing even as we speak. You uh, you know her fairly well? I get supplies from her shop. Oh, I forgot to ask. Um, your intention in this scene? Is to try and not let her die. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he says... Uh, I've frequented her shop quite often. She's the only place in town to get some of the doodads and baubles that I use in my shows. You tell my driver where to go. He gives his direction and tells her where the shop is. All right. And it only takes two minutes to get there. Um, two minutes in comfort of style. Okay. The, uh, the front of the shop is not yet open. Um, but you actually do know Morgan well enough to know that she is probably in there setting things up for the day because she prepares like, you know, fresh flower arrangements and stuff like that. 
that have to be done every morning just before the shop opens. So you're sure she's in there. And uh, are you going to let him lead or are you going to lead? I turn to him before we exit the vehicle and I say, friendly, threatening, how do you want to play this? Well, you tell me, my friend. The way I would wish for this to end up, she decides to supply it to me. She gets rewarded with a cut. Uh, I will, let us say, I will at least match whatever she's getting from her current distribution deal. I see. Of course. <laughs> Whoever those people are will need to be removed. <laughs> well, that is how business operates in this town. All right. Very well. She's she's like a cat lady. She's not a problem. Well, then, this shall be easy. Come, my friend. Let us go. Make your introduction. He hobbles his way up to the door, and he knocks on it three times very solid. Uh, okay, it takes a minute. Morgan comes to the door. She's uh, understandably surprised to see you there, and doesn't seem to know who Cisco is. So she's basically just looking at She glances at Cisco, but she looks at you like... It, Hello, Morgan. I, I'm I'm not open yet, Filippo. Is something wrong? Yes and no. You see, we have some business to discuss that uh, must take place before any customers would come to see. Business? Uh, oh, okay. Um, I, I've got a little bit of time. Why don't you come in? Um, and uh, your friend. This. Is the and he gives him a long, like fancy title, the you know, the exquisite and established, well-known. Uh, what's Abel. his name? Abel. Abel. And he is in the business of certain things that pass through this town, like little smokes. I hear you've been selling little smokes, and he pushes his way into the into the place and starts looking around at her objects. Uh, her hand goes to her throat, and she says, uh, I didn't think you were interested in that sort of thing. Oh, I'm not. But he's very interested, because you see, this is all his territory. And I'm you sorry? Selling on his territory. <laughs> I, and, and now she looks over at Cisco, who comes up and uh, stands like shoulder to shoulder with you. He says, perhaps my friend is being a little too blunt. We have <laughs> not met, and I wish to be perceived as a gentleman. Very However, what he says is essentially true. You see, this town is mine, or it is now, and that means that any business dealings that happen outside of, let's say, the main stream need to go through me. This gives you an opportunity I don't know who your current distributor is, but I assure you, you will make much more money if you cooperate with my plan, because my plans reach far beyond Antre Lugaris. I would like to see where you make this little smoke. Um, she's, like, really shocked. Her eyes go wide. She flips her head back and forth between the two of you. Uh, she, she really doesn't know... What the hell to say right now? He says, a cup of tea, perhaps. We will start in the professional way, as friends. 
uh, yeah, okay, okay. She runs over to the, the back where she's got, like, hot water on a little boiler. She keeps several types of teas, some medicinal, some just tea. And uh, she asks you, uh, you know, what you would prefer. And she seems to be, like, happy to have an opportunity to stall a little bit um, as she's trying to figure out what to say. While she's waiting for the tea to steep, she sort of idly reaches over to the table next to uh, the, just in the, in the corner, there's this little table with a tarot deck on it. And it's kind of her habit to just sort of flip a card once in a while. So she flips a card and looks at it and her face goes paler than usual. Does he catch, does he catch what it is? The card is the 10 of swords. Mm. Shit. <laughs> um, he just sort of nods grimly and he says, I understand you are not probably aware of the situation you've come into, but that's fine. I'm sure we can make a deal with you. I, I, well, she gives you your tea, both of you, and, and pulls up some chairs where you can all sit down. Um, she's, she's trying to keep herself under control, but you can see the gear spinning in her head furiously. She's trying to figure out what to say. Finally, she says, uh, I, um, I, I, I can't make the little smoke anymore. Um, the, there's, there's been a problem with my suppliers from Mexico, and uh, they're, they're unable to get their shipments over the border anymore. I'm afraid that last batch was the final batch. I, I'm, I'm very sorry, gentlemen. Uh, it, it sounds like it would have been great to do business with you, but I'm afraid I'm out of that business. He swivels towards her with sort of thinning eyes, and he says, I believe perhaps there's something else going on. And I like you, Morgan. You have done good for me. All of your supplies have been very good, but... Her teacup is rattling. This will be much, much simpler if you simply point us towards where we need to be, because wherever your suppliers are, I'm sure Cisco will know who they are. Or he calls them by whatever name he introduced him as. I, I, I really, uh, it's, it's from a remote location, far south. I, I, I don't even know where uh, they, sh- uh, he, um, where it comes from. Uh, I, I, you know, if I could help you, I would. I, 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 it would be great to make a little more money and fix this place up, but I... Uh, he turns and he looks at him, uh, his his friend, and he gives him sort of that eye that lets him know that this is not how this would supposed to be. As in, uh, how do you like? How do you non-verbally say she's lying? Wait, uh, she doesn't speak Spanish. Well, she might speak Spanish. She might speak Spanish, but I mean, it's sort of a narrowing of the eyes would probably do it, right? Yeah, he gives he gives his partner a glance, and he's just <sighs> sighs, and he sort of looks down and considers his white gloves, which he carries on his hands at all times. And he says, "If you're simply moving it for someone else, you need to be upfront with us because this will not end very well." Cisco glances at you, looks back at her, uh, and then he pulls aside his coat jacket. Uh, 
to reveal that he's packing. He's got a super expensive under gold plated <laughs> holster and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Silencer and everything. Fucking awesome looking gun. And he just sort of quietly reveals it to her. And then he closes his jacket up again and leans forward, puts his tea down on the table. He says, My dear Morgan, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Mor- Morgan. I wish you to think very carefully. I wish you to think very clearly. I understand that we were a bit rude coming to visit uh, unannounced and so early in the morning. I hope, however, that you understand the gravity of this situation. I will return. You have one day to either hand me over your sources or face the consequence. She swallows hard, and he smiles like he's just complimented her. And then he stands up and thanks her for the tea. He greets her as well and says, you have a lovely day, Morgan. And he follows him out. She just stares wordlessly, mouth wide open, at the two of you walk out the door. She doesn't know whether to shit or go blind at this moment. (laughs) Just don't blind shit. (laughs) Okay. uh, I think so. On the the way the car... Uh, he turns to him and he says, two days ago, I learned there was this smoke. I didn't even know what it was when I first saw it. But the fact that they were fighting over it, Tigre and uh, Familia 13, I think this is something else than just her. I don't think she's the one making it. Why would she lie, my friend? She just said she was the one making it. (sighs) Well... I've spent a career learning to read people, and as well as I know her, I have a feeling that she has a fear of something worse than you, and I don't know how that's possible. (laughs) Uh, You make me laugh, my friend. You know these superstitious types with the new age, magic and voodoo and all of that. They believe in curses and spirits and dark, horrible things, so whatever it is in her head... I'm not sure, but perhaps tomorrow she will have a change of mind. He claps you on the cheek. By tomorrow, my friend, we will know everything. I need your people to coordinate with my people. You have everything at my disposal. Somewhere in this town, someone is lying to me. I think that's the end of that scene but by the way we never did do your racket roll let's do your racket roll oh yeah uh, make a dice roll I say roll again okay so for you this is a d6 plus your uh, sleight of hand skill yeah my sleight of hand skill is three and I rolled the three so that's a six okay. He's he's a grifty shifty little man he is yeah, on a six plus, you have profited from each of your jobs. So that means that your surveillance ring has given you good information so far. They're probably the ones who filled you in on a lot of the details regarding the TO and and Familia uh, uh, 13 situation. And your other uh, fixer, right? Yeah, you have arranged for some deals that went well. Uh, I don't think we need to go into details, but the end result is you've got two more monies. You got a shit ton of money, my friend. You can, yep. actually, you can make some serious things happen. With, uh, what have you got, like six monies? 
Yeah. And uh, the last two games, I put all the XP into knowledge. So he's gaining knowledge and money. That's very interesting. I mean, that's that's his character design, knowledge and money. Okay. I has no monies. <laughs> that's okay. Ireland, well, five Poder, so... <laughs> so your so your goal in that scene was to keep so her alive. How many minutes was that? One money? Two. You got what you wanted, right? It it kept her alive and she's yes. got another day to figure out what the fuck she's gonna say to Cisco. So she I is. Think, it's I like one of those movies from you watch a train wreck coming and you just like you know it's gonna end horribly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I get the drama token from you, and and we go to the next scene, and the next scene is Javier. All right, I will also be doing a refresh scene because I burn my magia. So I guess uh, after I, I guess uh, Manny and I make it, you know, just about all the way to town when he splits and kind of does his thing. So what is your when you when you need to refresh your magical energy, meditation, prayer, ritual? What does it look like? What do you do? Uh, so I, I think it's probably, I mean, I'm not in a closet. Um, so, so they, they split, you know, he, he, he kind of nods to Manny as he kind of walks off into the distance. Uh, you know, he, he walks in, you know, hear the chickens clucking and shit in the background as he comes in and closes the door to the, to the shack that they live in. Um, he, he puts down the bag, he kind of sighs, he looks around, he like, he's just, he's, he's. Everything is just so topsy turvy the last couple of days. It's just kind of like really all hitting him now, and you know, uh, talking to Miguel, and and you know, now becoming you know blood brothers with Manny. Like that's no, you know, that's not something to be the you know that's undertaken lightly. Like it's a serious, it's a serious thing now in, in the realms that they move you know within. Do you know so, what? Do you think you might even repeat this? Because when we when we saw Manny coming home, he was like. What the hell have I got myself into? <laughs> like the same exact line of dialogue comes out of your mouth. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, he puts the bag down. He kind of looks around. You know, it's it's been like it's been a long couple of days. You know, he's he's feeling you know kind of like set upon. So he you know he wants to sort of recharge. So he he sets up an altar. He lights some candles. Uh, you know, he gets the incense going. Uh, he takes off his shirt to expose that that spirit tattoo, um, and he he looks for the stash of the little smoke that Tio keeps in the house. Okay, reminder uh, by the way, you can do a procedure or a move uh, in a refresh scene. So, like, if you wanted to use any general magic, you could. Uh, I'd have to freaking look. I mean, I guess maybe set up the altar to see if he does like a good job. I can't think of anything else uh, within the scene that would be uh, under yeah, general I, magic that he might want to do. Yeah, an altar might be a good one. Okay, and, and uh, you, don't, you don't have to do it. I'm just reminding you. Yeah. Uh, you know, depending on the activity, of course, it's possible to refresh and get something done. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think that there's anything. I mean, I guess. I mean, it might be interesting to do the the build the altar. Although, I mean, I guess they kind of have something set up. It's more like light the incense and burn the candles, as opposed to like fully assemble an altar. You know what I mean? So maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. Are you? It is this like? Uh, 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 is there some entity, a coyote perhaps? Uh, who you're like 
reaching out to, or is this more of a centering for yourself? So it's a sort of a centering and an opening, sort of like what, what Manny had. So he takes the shirt off to expose the tattoo. If Coyote shows up, Coyote shows up. Um, that I, I would assume that something like that has happened before. Mm. Um, he's certainly drawn to it when he crosses over, like he just knows that he's there. Um, you know, sometimes when he is meditating, he sort of opens himself up. You know, Coyote will come and like give those odd bits of of you know riddle or wisdom that like like you you already know what you need to know you just need to understand that you know it sort of thing like that like that kind of stuff so yeah so he just he you know he lights candles lights the incense um and just kind of in, in a similar fashion he's not opening opening himself up to the spirits as much as manny was but just sort of up to the night and uh you know he he takes a hit of that little smoke because they use it in ritual mm-hmm. and he kind of wants to, you know, it, you know, in his mind, it, it kind of, he's thinking maybe it'll bring him in some sort of synchronicity with Tio, like bring him to some understanding of maybe why he's done this by, you know, by using it in the ritual He kind of open himself up to that energy to kind of see what happens. And then just, you know, he'll, he'll spend, you know, whatever's required a couple hours just to, to do that. And sort of reset okay so it's going to be like four hours both of you guys just feeling like you don't get any sleep that night hmm. basically i mean you get back from miguel's at maybe like one or two in the morning am i right yeah i think so right because it was like i went over to your place at 11 ish you know we had a conversation walked in and say maybe it was like walk midnight out. yeah and then come back yeah, so, so it's, yeah. I mean, you're not going to get any sleep tonight. Both of you, unbeknownst to the other, are doing the exact same thing and going, what the hell did I get myself into? I like that symmetry. That's really cool. Go ahead and roll and add Magia. All right. Oh, fuck. I rolled a one, but my Magia is three, so it's a four. <laughs> uh, the energy of the whole town feels weird, and you don't know what it is, but, you know, having having just been through the experience with Miguel you're you're starting to feel like there's there's like a soul to the entire town and it's it's diseased uh, you're getting a lot of chaotic visions you're seeing people you don't know you're you're seeing uh, or feeling the the energy of Entre Lugares like sort of slowly withering and in, in your head you're try to pause it, you know, there's me, and there's Manny, and Mikkel's gonna help, and we'll get Tia back, and we'll figure this all out, and you're trying to fill that hole that you feel with these positive thoughts, and every time you do that, there's a little bit left over, there's something you're missing, even if you succeed in all you're trying to do, there's still something you're missing, but at the end of four hours, uh, you can... Uh, unburn your magia and you may add one point of poder. Alright. And, and I, I assume this is you know, so he's sort of coming out of that and he's sort of coming back to himself. You just hear a coyote howling off in the distance. Even if he doesn't make his, like, so is it you know, do you kind of leave that, is it him? Is it not him? Sort of thing as a, in the background. Now this scene actually happened before Filippo and Cisco go to Morgan's, right? Yes. All right. Uh, the last scene, then, 
uh, is I'm going to call in Javier. It is it is about noon, like that that next day. Um, mm-hmm. Don't know what you have been doing. If you had any plans that you're probably getting some sleep. I don't know. Yeah, I think afterwards he would have crashed. Like, you know, Manny was like, oh, I'm going to be right back. And I'm like, sure. And then we're both kind of like resting and recharging. Neither one of us realizes that the other one didn't like actually show up yet. I think when he's done, he just kind of crashes, probably sleeps for, you know, maybe three, four hours. You're awakened by a loud banging on your door. Uh, oh. It, it, it startles you. And so you glance out the window. You see a police car out in front. And its lights are spinning. And that is a very authoritative knock at your door. Oh, fuck. Shit, he, he, he looks around. He's, uh, he's in a skivvies. He, and he has a, a quick thought of, like, if I crack the back door, I could just fucking, like, take off. You know, like, shapeshift and take off, right? Because, like, the fuck are they going to think if there's a coyote, you're, like, running out of the yard. No, I shouldn't do that. It's like, ah, fuck. So he grabs his clothes. He, you know, Just puts on a pair of pants. You're like quickly trying to put on your pants. There's another bang at the door. A voice shouts out, uh, give me a no wing roll. All right. I don't know what to roll because everything is terrible. Huh. Uh, so I rolled a two and my knowing is uh two. So that's a four. Okay. You're, you're not sure you recognize the actual cop, but you hear a male cop shouting out your name. Javier Castillo. We know yeah, you're I, in there. Yeah, you're wanted, you are wanted for the manufacture of illegal narcotics. Oh, fuck. No. Uh, hold, <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, fuck. <laughs> and he's like, pants. I should have did that. Fuck. <laughs> Don't make me call for backup, Javier. Come out here now. Uh, so he like, you know, buttons his pants up and and he goes up to hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, it cracks the door open. And it's, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, officer. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, we, you, you know my my Tio Martin. He's, uh, he's a shaman for the for the local folks. We provide service for those who believe in the old ways. Still, I, I, I believe you're mistaken. Mm-hmm. He's not listening to you at all. He grabs you, spins you around, pushes your face up against the house, pulls your hands behind your back, and puts handcuffs on you. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. He says, you can tell it to the judge. They all say the same thing. Listen, you have the right to remain silent. If you wish to waive this right, (laughs) and he goes on reading your your Mirandas as he puts you into the police car and takes you away. Fuck. (laughs) I should have turned into a coyote. Damn it, I don't want to subvert your scene. (laughs) Ah, always go your gut. <laughs> so, uh, what I wanted in that scene was to arrest you, and but you did you not, got it. <laughs> you didn't. You did not resist. <laughs> so I got what you wanted. So you get the drama token. All right. No fuck. I should. I should have went with my gut. There we go. And as uh, as the camera pulls back into the distance, you see the police car driving off toward the local jail. With Javier inside. Camera pulls out from a shirtless uh, Javier in the back of the truck. Back of the car. Bad boys. What you gonna do? (laughs) (laughs) There you go, kids. That's episode 2.5 slash 3.
<laughs> so as far as uh, end of game bookkeeping stuff is concerned, uh, here's what we do. We, um, you get your choice uh, of one drama token or one point of poder for playing into the theme. And the theme, we didn't pre-announce the theme. The theme of tonight's episode, you can put this at the front, right? <laughs> <laughs> The theme of tonight's episode, chosen by John, is reconciliation. And so, let's see. Who played into the theme? I think Manny and Javier both played into the theme. I think so, yeah. I mean, just with that one scene. Yeah. So, one drama token or one point of poder. You get your pick, both you guys. And and just as a recap for everybody else, because I certainly remember, um, what what uh, benefit do you have from having the extra poder? Can you use that to roll extra die? I forget specifically. Uh, the poder can be used to give you extra, because what it is is uh, magical power and also magical authority. That is like right. the the uh, like the fact that Manny knows instantly that Miguel is way more powerful than him. That's because you can just feel the poder coming off the guy. So it, it means power, literally, but it means it in the magical sense, not in the political sense. Right. Okay. So then when you're when you're actually playing the game, you can spend a point of poder to give you an extra die. It works basically just like if you burned the ability. Same mm-hmm. same thing, you get an extra die. But it's also used it's it's required for certain magical rituals. Sure, sure. Okay. I will take a point of poder. Okay. Jess? Which I think mm. takes me to like well, four. I already have five. So I think I'll, I'll take a drama token back instead. Okay. I'm giving you a drama token. Okay. And um, similar for anyone who played into their dramatic polls this episode. So now we got to think a little bit. Look at your character sheet. Um, let's start with let's start with Filippo since he's at the top of my page here. Altruism versus self-interest. Yeah, I think you definitely did play into self-interest here, Sean. Yep. I think he did. That's one point of Poder for you. Woo! Uh, Manny, give me, give me Manny's dramatic polls are freedom versus responsibility. Hmm. I think he did the responsibility thing, right? I mean, we, we went to Miguel, and he was like, oh, you're just going to fix it for us, right? And they was like, no. <laughs> well, so. isn't that more like Miguel refusing to take the responsibility? Hmm. Well, but I think he... I think he... he, he uh, push the responsibility back to Manny and saying, you know, where, where his dramatic polls are, is like, no, you need to own this. I'm going to, I'll help you give you the tools, but like, you've got to. I actually think that Manny played into responsibility, but he did it by accepting your apology um, because he didn't need to do that. He could have said, this isn't my problem, but he actually did the responsible thing, even though you, you know, dissed him just two days back. Right, right. So I think that I think that works for Manny to get one point of poder for that. And Javier's dramatic polls are power versus responsibility. Well, you're you're not doing much to pursue power, but I think you are acting on responsibility. I'll yeah. give you a point of poder for that. Um, and you guys are starting to stock up the poder, so I would mm-hmm. say from time to time, when doing a procedural roll, go ahead and spend one. Why not? Yeah. This is now when you spend poder. If you're a mage, which you guys are, mm-hmm. uh, you may decide that your character is conscious of it and that willfully putting your magical energy into whatever you're doing is, is purposeful. But even if you're not a mage, you can still spend a point of poder. It just means it's kind of like, 
you know, those apocryphal stories about a little old lady who sees a child trapped under a vehicle and somehow manages to lift the vehicle. That's spinning a point of Poder right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She doesn't know it's a magical act, but it is. She's done something superhumanly spiritual at that moment. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, now, now that I remember that that's all there, I mm-hmm. definitely need to spend that next time because I roll for shit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> There's anything that's consistent through all of the games that we play. <laughs> right. That's why it's cool to play um, to play either this or uh, or Powered by the Apocalypse games with you in them. Because whenever you fuck up a roll, then the GM gets to do something. It's like waiting for somebody to fuck up a roll. Right. <laughs> we wouldn't have to wait long. Okay. <laughs> Although I guess they weren't horrible tonight. I guess they were sort of middle of the road. They were sort of middle of the road tonight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You didn't. You didn't really get anything too useful each time you tried. Right. And then do we have um, XP to spend to put towards uh, skills or anyone who used a signature move? And I think it's probably Filippo's the only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so, and, and, you know, Filippo is kind of like mandated that he does that move every, every (laughs) (laughs) I rigged it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Filippo, you get, you get one point of learning, and uh, you may spend that by, you may spend that on raising uh, one of your abilities by one point. Right. And the knowledge. Uh huh. Oh, really? You're already chosen? What's the cap on uh, abilities? You know, I don't know if there is one. <laughs> well, his knowledge is three now, so he knows stuff. And he drinks. <laughs> I've spent or, it every game we've played so far. It's all gone. Or, in the or you can you can use that learning point to spend to to learn a new move. He probably will. I wanted to get his knowledge up to par. Because that's like part of his character with the network and everything. So it's kind of like pulling back the veil and revealing he knows more than he did at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you think about that for a while. We'll figure it out in Slack. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll stop at three and grab new moves later. Okay. And so, and you know, of course, drama tokens carry over to the next episode. So mm-hmm. now that I've arranged all that, I'll show you one last time. Here's the current state of the drama tokens. And that is our in-game bookkeeping session. Uh-huh. Nice. All right. I want to thank everybody for checking this out, uh, stopping by and uh, perusing the actual plays that we have to offer. Uh, it's cool getting a chance to sort of uh, shine a spotlight on the other border system here that uh, Todd's got together. It's the first run through of it that we've got uh, got for the podcast. So this has been pretty cool. Uh, I also want to remind you to check out our sponsor, Birds of a Feather Coffee. Uh, if you order the Legendary Brew, we get a little bit of a kickback from that. They are a small batch craft coffee roaster. Uh, the the coffee is roasted when you order it. It's not sitting around in a bin somewhere. Um, when you place an order within a day or two, a couple of days maybe, depending on what the schedule is like, uh, that, that'll get roasted and shipped out to you. If you use code LEGENDS10, you're going to get 10% off your order and shipping is always free. I recommend ordering two bags at a time because it's almost like Neil's paying you to take his coffee. <laughs> uh, he can fit two, two, uh, two bags of coffee in one of the priority shippers. So I always order two at a time. If you like it, I suggest you do that as well. Um, and it lasts you for a little bit. I've actually switched over to the whole bean and 
I, I really feel like that does make a difference, grinding it yourself, getting it. It's already fresh when it's coming to you, and it's already got all that flavor locked in because you're getting whole beans. Oh, yeah. And then grinding that up and, and doing it through the French press. Go. It's fantastic. <laughs> the other the other flavors are good as well. The other blends are good as well. Uh, the Night Owl blend was my preferred coffee beforehand. He also has a decaf, which I think is the morning, is the hummingbird maybe. And then also the morning lark uh, is a light roast. Uh, the uh, Night Owl is dark roast. So, yes, yay, uh, do sponsor stuff. Uh, and then, obviously, um, reviews. Uh, on iTunes or whatever your pod catcher of choices is fantastic. That helps us out a ton. Uh, just helps to bump us up in the algorithms, gets people uh, watching the show, downloading the stuff. And we appreciate that for sure. Uh, Cause uh, we have a lot of fun doing it and we hope you have a lot of fun and enjoying listening and or watching. So thanks again. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Peace. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.